Hi, this is Peter Schwartz, public address announcer for the Cosmos, and you're listening to the First Team Podcast. Hello, Cosmos Country. On this week's episode, I will preview the National Premier Soccer League National Championship match between FC Motown and Miami FC 2. There's a situation in Chattanooga that affects the New York Cosmos and soccer clubs across the country on a daily basis that I will discuss later on in the show. Let's kick off the show by previewing the NPSL National Championship match between FC Motown and Miami FC 2. FC Motown will host Miami FC 2 at Ranger Stadium at Drew University. Kickoff is at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time on August 4th. My prediction for Motown versus Miami FC 2 is I think this match will be settled in extra time or on penalties. Both teams are competitive, are very talented teams. FC Motown beat New York Cosmos, who had professional players on the roster. Miami FC has the same. They have very talented players. And FC Motown, they're not like a normal semi-pro side. There was an article about them. They don't pay their coach. They don't pay their players. So they're an ideal team to look at if you're trying to start your own team. And that's the model right there. It's not a Detroit City FC model. It's not we have a million-dollar budget. It's we're doing something that's special for our community on a small scale. But they're being successful. When they were in the Garden State Soccer League, I think a year before they joined the NPSL, they were in the U.S. Open Cup. They were going far in that. But they were a Garden State Soccer League team at the time. So FC Motown, they're not a small side. They shouldn't be taken lightly. And that's why I think they will give their all. Uh, They will give 110% against Miami FC 2. For fans who want to watch this match, I'm not sure where it will be streamed, but if you want, you can follow us on Twitter at First Team Pod, Facebook at First Team Pod. I know the Cosmos are not involved, but it's the national championship in the NPSL, so you have to watch it. You have to um, support soccer in this country. Not MLS, not USL, people that are against um, what's right, but people who are really for making U.S. soccer great. You have clubs like Chattanooga FC, which we will talk about later on in the show, Detroit City FC, New York Cosmos, uh, teams that want to take that next step up, and they're currently in the NPSL. It's going to be a great match, and my score prediction is going to be Miami FC is going to win the match. I don't want to say for sure, but I think it's going to be extra time or penalties. So it won't be decided in 90 minutes, probably 120 minutes 
or penalties. But I think Miami FC, um, at the end of the day, has the better players and has the better talent at the end of the day. So I'm going to go with Miami FC 2 to win the NPSL National Championship match. Let me know what you think. Who are you rooting for? Are you going to watch the match? Tweet us at First Team Pod, Facebook at First Team Pod. You can leave an email at firstteampod at gmail.com, and I will read it out on next week's episode. So the next topic on this week's episode is on Cosmos B. Michael Lewis of Front Row Soccer, he wrote a piece on uh, the future of the current Cosmos B players. And some of the players moved on and they went back home. Like Rafa Garcia, he went to see his family because he's been away this whole time playing in the NPSL. You have John Eskins, who went back to Spain to be with his family and to, I guess, see what's going to happen next season and what's the future for him as a player. The title is Some Cosmos B Players Look to Play for Another Team. So you can check out this article, frontrowsoccer.com by Michael Lewis. A very interesting piece. Bloody Bartage, who was the team's leading goal scorer, said this in the piece. It's something that I still need to think about. He's talking about his future. It's something I have to talk about with my family. Hopefully back with a Cosmos organization in 2019. Carlos Mendes says that obviously I think they proved it this year. The players, the guys have either played at the USL level before or guys who have gotten an opportunity here and showed that they've done well and are capable of playing in USL or higher. We want to get guys as many opportunities as possible. We have a good amount of guys that can play and continue to have a career in professional soccer. Zaire Bartley, who was a very exciting player in uh, the postseason for Cosmos B, he said that he needs to make uh, a few phone calls and see if he can get anywhere. That's the main thing, to try to find a team. He says that I have nothing yet, but still looking forward and praying that something comes along. That's a sad part about what's going on with U.S. soccer and the Cosmos and the NASL is that we have talented players, the likes of Bartage, Zaire Bartley, who is only 20 years old, that are being affected big time by not having a professional team or a professional league to play in. You have MLS who pick and choose who they want because they're the top tier professional league. You have USL who don't pay good salaries for their players. So half of these players are not going to go to the USL. Like Danny Satella, he came out and said, I almost signed with FC Motown. With the Cosmos, when they were playing in a professional league, they were getting paid well. I don't have the exact figure, but they were getting paid well. Everyone enjoyed being in New York City and enjoyed being a part of the Cosmos family. It's sad to see these players, they might have to move on, like how Lucky moved on, how Jimmy Maurer moved on. How the former Cosmos players, when the Cosmos were playing in the NASL, how they had to move on and progress in their careers. But as Cosmos supporters, you don't want to see this happen. Because it's not in our hands to control what happens for next season. It might not be up to Rocco. Because he submitted that proposal for $500 million to U.S. Soccer. So now, like what he said, the ball's in their court now. What can Rocco do... For next season. He did all he can do. He's a billionaire. He tried his best to try to get a deal. And I hope they can work something out for next season. That is not a MPSL side as our first team. Because you want these players to stick around. How long will they stick around. And play for a reserve team. Because to be frank. That's holding back their careers. I know the MPSL is a stepping stone for a lot of players. College players. 
young players that might not be playing college soccer, they want to play in MLS or they want to uh, play abroad, they just want to get a professional contract. But the Cosmos have players that had professional contracts, and we all know their talent. So they're not in the MPSL to show what they're made of. We already know their talent. But I hope we can see um, them progress next season, hopefully in some sort of professional league with the New York Cosmos. But we have to wait and see on that front. But a very interesting topic right here to end the show. Chattanooga FC, and I know this podcast is about the New York Cosmos, but this affects the New York Cosmos and a lot of teams across the country. Two Chattanooga FC board members have resigned. Their general manager, Sean McDaniel, and board member, Bill Natal, have resigned from CFC, Chattanooga FC. An investor, and this is the interesting part, an investor from Utah has purchased the rights to the Chattanooga area in the United Soccer League's new Division Three league. According to the Times Free Press, former Chattanooga general manager McDaniel and board member Natal have a role in the new club. Here is a quote from Chattanooga FC chairman Tim Kelly. We've had discussions in the past and we feel it doesn't reflect our values, so we choose to not put in a USL D3 team. We've been working with the MPSL to grow the league into a longer season. Today's announcement came as a surprise, but our board and our staff are fine. We're in great shape. We're not going anywhere. We're here for the community, the fans, and the city of Chattanooga. Our plans aren't changing. Kelly brought up that the USL had a history of foul teams. He says that it's not a sustainable business model, we don't feel. We're not going to make a move like that just to say we're a pro team. So what the USL does, and MLS in the New York market, is they see these clubs being successful. They see Chattanooga FC being successful in that market, in that area. And they try to go in there and hurt that club because they don't want to see independent soccer being successful. People that are not associated with them and their business dealings, they being MLS and U.S. soccer, they don't want to see Chattanooga or Detroit CDFC or the Cosmos, maybe even Jacksonville. I remember there was a story that there was going to be a USL team in that same stadium that they used to play at. I think it's called Hodges Stadium. Just picture that. Robert Palmer, who went to go buy the team, got told that there was going to be a a USL team playing in the same stadium. So there is competition, but not within your same league, not within your same division in the MPSL. It's competition between MLS or US Soccer or USL with a semi-pro team. That's the sad part about US Soccer is that a team like Chattanooga FC is a small team, right? I, I don't care what their operating budget is. I don't care how many people they draw. There's nothing wrong with that. They're a small club and they're doing their own thing for their community. But you have USL coming in and trying to poach a market, trying to be successful there, and they want to bring professional soccer. And the pressure that they will put on some markets is that that team needs to become a professional team to stay relevant. 
But Chattanooga is not doing that. The exact quote from Tim Kelly is that it's not a sustainable business model, we don't feel. We're not going to make a move like that just to say we're a pro team. On the other hand, Detroit City FC feels they need to make that move. But it's not because they might have a MLS team in the same market. Because I personally feel it doesn't matter if you have an MLS team in your market, a USL team in your market, and if you're drawing well, if you have a lot of sponsorships, and you're in the MPSL or maybe an amateur league, do your own thing. That's what a lot of people in U.S. soccer don't understand. Do your own thing. Do what's making you successful. If you have to move up to another league that you can sustain over a long period of time, but it's not fueled by another team coming into your same market, do it. Advance your business. But don't do it because you have a professional team coming into your market. Chattanooga FC has a great thing going for them. And they're doing that for the community. And that's the best thing because USL and their clubs, they're not community clubs. They're fueled by money. They're fueled by just trying to be better than the next team in that same market. Um, But Chattanooga FC, that's the authentic thing in Chattanooga. That's the organic and the original thing in the area. And that's what I like about U.S. soccer or lower division U.S. soccer. Um, We have a great tweet from Carter Krishnar, who is a great friend and guest on the show. Um, He says that, and you can follow him at KKFLA737. So give him a follow. He says, the Chattanooga FC situation is far more serious than consequential than USL just trying to poach a good market. The reform movement in this country has five teams leading it. Chattanooga FC, Detroit City FC, New York Cosmos, Miami FC, and Jacksonville Armada FC. The goal of the establishment is clear. It is not only to monopolize soccer and its flow of cash resources, therefore meeting business goals, since sporting goals are inconsequential in this nation, but to cause fires in the neighborhoods of those leading any sort of massive reform effort. They're doing it in all five local markets of the clubs I mentioned. Even if USL fouls in Chattanooga, they're bound to succeed in forcing Chattanooga to fight a local battle, thus draining resources and efforts away from the larger reform efforts nationally. The opportunity costs for the five leading clubs of having to fight local battles against well-funded opposition being driven from New York or Tampa are massive. This isn't just about taking a good market in Chattanooga and hurting Chattanooga FC. It's much bigger than that. And Kardec is, is spot on 100% because especially in the New York market, you have the New York Cosmos being the only team in New York City, if you will. There is no NYCFC. I don't consider the Red Bulls a New York team. They're in New Jersey, right? So the Cosmos were the only New York team. What did MLS do? They had to throw in NYCFC. You need to come to MLS because we can't have the New York Cosmos dominating the New York City market. You can't have that. And that's what they do. They go into markets. They throw teams in there. And, for example, NYCFC, they don't have their own stadium. But then you have David Beckham, on the other hand, who needs a stadium to start. 
So MLS has these rules where it's like, you need a downtown stadium. You need this. You need this. But before you join our league, NYCFC was thrown right into the fire because they didn't want to see the New York Cosmos be successful. Cardiff makes a great point here. Even if USL fouls in Chattanooga, which they might, because their owner is not from Chattanooga, it's not a local owner, he's from Utah, so his interests, I guess, are all money. We have to tell him that you do not make money off of soccer. Going back to Cardiff, he says that they're bound to succeed in forcing Chattanooga FC to fight a local battle, thus straining resources and efforts away from the larger reform efforts nationally. And that's the sad part, is that Chattanooga FC, they're doing their own thing locally. They have local owners. They have local fans who care for their club. They love Chattanooga FC. And I love the New York Cosmos. I don't want to see them go out of business or be relegated from the system. And Chattanooga FC has to deal with this, has to fight every single day to, I guess, win over more fans Win over more sponsors because sponsors might leave and say, hey, we're going to the professional team. Okay, we have to pay more money, but maybe we're going to be seen by more people. Maybe they have a local TV deal or maybe they have a national TV deal. The USL, I don't know if they're going to have it for their third division, but they're on ESPN Plus, which is like their paywall, their pay-per-view, whatever you want to call it. All their matches are behind a paywall. That's just one example of how they might lose some sponsors or they might lose maybe some fans, right? Because especially in the New York market, you had some Red Bulls fans who became NYCFC fans because that's the new thing. That's the hot thing in town. Maybe you had some NYCFC fans or maybe some Red Bull fans who became a Cosmo fan, for example. Again, new team, hot team. We have Raul, we have Senna, we have this great player. A lot of fans don't really support a team for a certain reason. They just support just because they want to. You have some American fans who support maybe a team in Chicago, but they live in New York City. Or they support the Cowboys, but they live in New York City. So fans, especially in soccer, they do whatever they want to do. But I truly believe that Chattanooga FC has a loyal following. Detroit City FC, they have a loyal following. They're not going to leave Detroit City FC to go support Detroit MLS. Why would you? MLS has sort of manufactured support. People support them because they are MLS, because they are this big thing. Or they're not, but they're portrayed to be this big league, this big clubs. But if you have that same team, that same logo, that same coach, that same owner in the NASL, in the USL, in any league in America besides MLS... They would not get the fan support. They would not get the media coverage. They would probably not be able to fill a massive stadium with 30,000, 40,000. I think Atlanta has a lot of people filled up in that um, downtown stadium. That's not a soccer stadium, but it's a uh, Atlanta Falcons stadium. But the point I'm trying to make is that, for example, the Atlanta Silverbacks, they were in Atlanta. Okay, they weren't Atlanta United. But they were local. You can meet the players. You can get autographs. It was a bit more intimate. They had a great stadium there called Silverbacks Park. And okay, maybe they didn't have great owners or owners that uh, really cared for local soccer. But now this new hot toy comes into town 
and it's Atlanta United in MLS. And everyone runs to it. Everyone forgets sort of their local team. But their local team is not big enough. So they run to the next big thing. And that's the problem with U.S. soccer. And that's why a lot of people just can't take it anymore with the United States Soccer Federation. You have these local clubs that are doing their own thing, that um, have their own set of supporters, have their own community, their own soccer community, their own town or city together supporting their club that is much more than just playing the 90 minutes. It's a whole community together, a whole family. With the Cosmos, we're a whole family. Supporters, players, ownership, staff. We're all one. We all come together. But you have the United States Soccer Federation coming and trying to hurt that and trying to break that family, trying to break us apart because they want a monopoly. They want to monopolize soccer. And they want to have all the money to themselves. They want to have all the leagues, all the clubs to themselves and running underneath their business structure. And they're not going to have it. They're not going to monopolize soccer in this country because we have good people in U.S. soccer. We have Tim Kelly who said that they are going to fight. They are going to fight this battle. And I hope they win it. My support is behind Chattanooga FC. I hope they win this battle. And I hope, I really hope that um, they show USL really where to go. Because that's not right. I don't mind another team coming into the market and doing their own thing. But it's not a local owner coming and trying to start something good for his community. It's a guy from Utah who thinks this is a good idea. And it's not a good idea. So thanks for tuning into this week's show. I really appreciate it. Follow First Team Podcast on Twitter and on Facebook at First Team Pod. Check out our website, firstteampod.com. Want to voice your opinion on what has been discussed on this week's episode of First Team Podcast? Feel free to email the show at firstteampod. That is firstteampod at gmail.com. I would like to wish all the best to the Cosmosby players who wore the green shirt, the Cosmos shirt, this season in the MPSL and that are going back to their home countries or their states where they call home and they're going with their families and they just want to relax and have a good time. But I want to wish them all the best for the future. I hope we cross paths again. I hope you guys come play for the Cosmos next season or in the future. But if not, I wish all the players all the best for uh, the future. Hopefully you guys land on your feet and and uh, sign for a great club next season. I hope it's the New York Cosmos. Hopefully we're playing in a professional league, but if not, I wish all the best to the players who wore the green shirt, who represented uh, the Cosmos this season, and you performed well. Even though we didn't beat FC Motown and we didn't go to the national championship match, we still performed well, and we had a great season. So thanks uh, to all the players, and as always, let's go New York Cosmos. Yeah, just want to give a shout out to the five points. The Borough Boys, the Benadol Cosmos, and the Cross Island yeah. crew. Uh, yeah, it's New York, street and white. What we bleed, you see and fight. Indeed, it seems to be achieving. See, we do and did it right. Cosmo country loving, we above them. I'm just saying. All those lovely somethings come and see it in our playing. The fact of it is, the rap from here, attacks, hash, and bliss. Reacts, tap, and we win. So fast, racking them in. Whether it's stacking the wing, holding back to the through the mid, cutting the seams. It seems we see anything to be. We got a ball and a dream. Got a ball and a dream. We do. I'm new, it's true. Fact, Grow down for you, no doubt they do. Surrounding you with bad views, like shouting cues aloud to you without the dudes. Around my crews, I'll track the no excuse. Each session a lesson, it's not about profession. The work's the test, and F's connected like a method. 
A breath is at the train and something's gotta be corrected. Rushing and acceleration at the start's most suggested. Infected with greatness, potential is spacious. Out the world, just face it. The work becomes contagious. Some may say we made it, but now we've just begun. Sorry if you hate it because I can tell you that I'm far from done.